from Yarm yes. to Yibby, Harrington to Horsley Hill, Swarwell to Silverlink, the Northeast Footy Breakfast with Roy, Steve, and Ted. Right across the Northeast, the red, the tune, and the cat. And it's nine million degrees in Canberra. <laughs> <laughs> 27, mostly sunny today. Hey, 27, mostly sunny, board shorts and thongs. Steve, thongs mean something different to you, right? I know, that's right. I apologise about that. Yeah, that's right. Yes. I do that. And what do you call the thought of us one? in thongs is not pleasant. <laughs> Definitely not. I picture, not an hour I picture you in a Borat suit, that's for sure. Morning, everybody. Happy Morning. Friday. Morning. Happy hello, Friday. Hello. Well, you sound a bit happier than yesterday, lads. Oh, uh, well, you know. Do you know what, Steve? Football. I'm not. <laughs> oh. I'm not surprised. <laughs> it's just, it was just one takeaway too far last night. I'm sitting here like butter. Yes. Oh, no. But, was, but it was the pink slice, mate. And I've got to ask you about Did the you pink have that? slice. Yeah, I heard. Yes. I heard. Is this yeah. not just like um, a custard slice with pink icing on top? How dare you? No. How <laughs> dare you? Oh, I don't know. Is it not just one of these? Just hey, he's going to say yes now, the... isn't he? He's going to say yes no, now. It's not, it for not it. at all, not at all. No, just because you know you're on the finest caviar that Waitrose has to offer, that, you know you just got nothing in touch with us common people anymore. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, it's nothing like one of them. It's it's, it's uh... a jam sandwich made with shortcake and topped with the the world's greatest sickly icing. Never heard Have of it. Have you had one since you got back? Yes. Oh. Yes, I was did. It gross? I had one yesterday. It was great. It's fantastic. Oh, it's great. Did you result in I was like a sugar? It's literally I, on a sugar, sugar down call. Oh, honestly, yesterday um, was was a new high and a new low equally in terms of what I consumed. Um, so <laughs> just to give, just to give you an overview, I went I went to a well-known um, baker's who really should be sponsoring this show by now. But you know, pull your fingers out, lads. Is Come it on. Greg's? Is it uh, Greg's? I'm not saying. I'm right, not saying. Okay. Uh, uh, until until money changes hands, I'm not going to mention anyone. Uh, they're not getting free advertising out of me. Man. Greg's, the uh, there's nothing yeah, like the well Greg's done. Northeast Furry Breakfast. Uh, well, <laughs> maybe, maybe. Uh, so yes, maybe. I went there. I got um, I got a steak bake. Um, which obviously has to be done. Now it's just giving it away now which one I went. Yeah, I, think it'll be great, yeah. I think it'll be great. Yeah. 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 And, and sausage rolls. <laughs> and I had me pink slice. Uh, we went out oh. and had a couple of pints. I went to the Angel last night in Durham. First time in ages I've been in there. The greatest rock pub in the UK for me. Like, I absolutely love it. Wow. The jukebox is incredible. Uh, so I went there, a couple of pints, and then, then we had a, a takeaway last night. And to be honest, because we're, we're kind of living like men behaving badly at the moment, the uh, the debris from the takeaway is still around me in the in the front room, uh, which, sure. is, which is gross. You, you were telling the us smell... it was like Chinese there from the first day. That's please tell me you've moved that. <laughs> that, that that got moved. That did oh, get moved. Oh, Only to one side. No. Yes. <laughs> into the bedroom. Into the into the bathroom. <laughs> yes. <laughs> no, it's now on the floor. No, no, uh, that's yeah. that's been cleared away. But honestly, the smell in here is absolutely putrid. I am going to have to open oh, the window shortly because I can't. And Dr. Mick's like going to live there when you move out this weekend. Uh, <laughs> hey, I tell you what, I've, I've been pitching in. I've been doing the cleanup operation. But last night, because it was, it got a bit late. Um, I, I have to say, uh, and finished off with a Jaeger bomb and a pizza just isn't oh, the, the, the best way to no. sign off on a Thursday. And I, I know. I actually feel I know, sick just thinking about it. Well, yeah, welcome to my no. world. I, I was doing my headlines at oh, six o'clock this morning. Don't you worry. 
<laughs> but do you know what else has got me in the mood, lads? I know, I know it's not my show today, but I don't know whether you saw us. that. Um, I don't know whether you saw it yesterday. The the VP of RADA, uh, Cynthia Erivo, who is going to yep. be starring in the new Wicked movie, absolutely went in on Sunderland, inexplicably yep. taking cheap shots at the northeast accent. Well done, well done. Well, for me, it's an it's an attack on the northeast in general. To be honest, I, I can't yeah. believe that this this snobbery still exists oh, towards right, okay, the northeast. Horrendous, horrendous. <laughs> it should be hung, drawn, and quartered. I tell you what's annoyed me. We're six minutes into the show, and not one of you has wished us happy birthday. Happy birthday, happy mate. Birthday. Oh, happy birthday. birthday. So I brought you a present. Well, you did, yeah. Dave's kept it I, and drank yeah, it. I, I was going to wait. I was waiting to talk over you just to, to give you the perfect birthday present I that you always want is me talking over you. I definitely do not want that today, Ray. I want this to be the best show <laughs> where you don't talk over us at all today. <laughs> Oh, just one, one year, for, once one in your, for once in your life, mate, please <laughs> shut up. <laughs> good song, good song. <laughs> happy birthday, Sincerely Steve, happy mate. birthday, Thank mate. You. Happy birthday. All you, Sincerely mate. as well yeah, from me on. and everyone here, mate. I couldn't think, of, I couldn't think better lads to spend it with on the North East. Ah, oh, good on you. Oh, hang on, I'm going to vomit now. Oh, oh, but they're just not available. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, well, welcome into what is a special Northeast Brekkie show. Happy Friday, everybody. We've got a lot to talk about, and I mean a lot. A lot has happened in the past 24 hours or so since we did our last broadcast. We come to you on a special day for Stevie as well, uh, where we will be celebrating his birthday in true uh, Middlesbrough style. Uh, that's right, I, I slipped Middlesbrough in there, and I'm not sure what that style is, but I'll work it out as the show goes on. Today, we're going to talk about <laughs> Newcastle. Are you him a Palmer uh, or something? To Bournemouth. Well, yeah, give him a Palmer. That'd be a good one. Far away to Leicester and Sunderland in a special game away to Birmingham in a rendezvous uh, with Birmingham coach Mogger uh, and Pritchard as well, whether, whether he'll play or not. We'll talk to Ted the Mackham all about that. We're going to talk uh, more, unfortunately, about Dan Ashworth. I know it's been a topic that's been dominated this week, but it does look like he has approved or uh, accepted their proposal as well. So we'll talk to Stevie on his birthday about that. I'm sure he'll Good love that. Uh, we'll talk to Man United. Uh, so we'll talk about Man United again because they're also not only going after Newcastle in Dan Ashworth, they're also poaching uh, Southampton's newly, uh, sorry, uh, highly rated director of football, Jason Wilcox as well. So Man United starting to pick, poach and take whoever they want in this new regime. Uh, so we'll talk to the lads about that. We're going to talk about Chelsea, who have also made an offer to poach Brighton's head of recruitment for the second time in 16th months. That's right. Uh, they'll be going after their current head of recruitment because guess what? He replaced the old uh, head of recruitment who went to Chelsea. So there you go. Can they just leave Brighton alone for once? Uh, we're going to talk about Luka Modric and his potential retirement. Uh, Mbappe, all of this to come. But the big We're news on your birthday. On your birthday, <laughs> Steve. On your birthday. Yes. The big one is I've created a jingle. I've created a game. I've created the quiz that's going oh, to sweep. No. I'm not going to say the nation. This one's going to sweep the world. By the way, you're, you're not expecting be, me to do a quiz. The universe. Birthday. The one thing that I yeah. hate doing, you are not asking me. You are 100% going to. This one is up your alley on your birthday. Okay, this one is up your alley. This one Anything is called, geographical, I'm not doing it. <laughs> it's called Stadium Scran. All right, Stadium Scran, and this thing is going to blow up. This is going to be viral. Ted's walking around the northeast, going to every single shop and bar. <laughs> You're not even wrong. I, I can't even disagree with that. <laughs> it's even got its own jingle. Uh, and how it's going to work, lads, is I'm going to give you 
five foods, right? Five foods, and you got to tell me true or false over the course of the show. True. Whether it's true that they are a food you could find in a football stadium or false, it's just a random food that I've created. Now, it could be a meal, could be anything, but it's, uh, Jesus, some doozies on there today. So five true or falses, you can play along at home. Dave, what's that number if they want to play along at home? You mean you haven't written it down yet? We've only been doing this. How long, no, Steve? Uh, How long? Uh, give me two secs, yeah. and uh, I've all, got it on all, another all sheet three, of paper. Three, 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 all, <laughs> all four three, two thousand and two. Yep. That's all three Thank three. Thank you very much. All four three, all two thousand and two. You can WhatsApp See, call. Just sounds better. You can normal call. You can get your phone calls in. You can speak to Rye on his game. Yes. Oh, my yeah. God. Yes. Stadium Scran, the game that's going to sweep the world, I tell you. That's right. But before we do anything, we need to kick it off, as always, with your club headlines, where we go across the three Northeast teams and let you know what is making headlines for those teams today. Magpies and Proud. Mag's News. Well, Newcastle United's injury curse has struck again. Callum Wilson will undergo surgery on his pectoral tendon and will be missing for 9 to 12 weeks. This is the latest injury blow to afflict the England international who turns 32 later this month and who has been sidelined with calf and hamstring problems already this season. In 35 League and Cup games Newcastle have played so far this season, Wilson has started 11 and come off the bench a further 11 times. It's a good old-fashioned three o'clock kick-off for United this weekend as they host Bournemouth at St James's Park on Saturday. The two teams have already met this season with the Cherries running out 2-0 winners. Eddie Howe will update us on the fitness of Isaac, Gordon, Willock and Anderson at his press conference today at 9.30. Philip Billing misses the fixture for Bournemouth through suspension and they are sweating on the availability of Aarons, Fredericks, Hill and Tyler. The Cherries have won four times on the road so far this season, including a 3-0 win against Manchester United at Old Trafford, but were on the wrong end of a 3-1 defeat at Fulham last Saturday and have no wins in their last five games. And Newcastle United under-21s have a new day for their Premier League 2 fixture against Borough that fell victim to the weather last week. Ben Dawson side-faced their Teesside counterparts at the Heritage Park home of Bishop Auckland on Friday, March the 22nd. Kick-off remains at 7pm. That's in Newcastle United headlines on Friday the 16th of February. Mackhams and Proud. Black Cats News. Good morning and happy Friday, Sunderland fans. Speaking after he had viewed the third series of the Netflix docuseries Sunderland Till I Die, non-executive director and Sky Sports presenter David Jones admitted to the mistakes the club have made in recent times and vowed that the Black Cats can do better going forward. Taking to Instagram, Jones said, Watching the show, I was reminded of how vital our fans are, the soul and the heartbeat, how much they have been put through, sometimes because of our mistakes, and how all of us serving the club have to do more, so much more, to get this club back where it belongs, because we are not there yet, and we need to take our fans on the journey. There has to be another chapter. Jack Clark's agent and former Leeds and Sunderland fullback Ian Hart has revealed that it's highly likely that the player will now be sold in the summer window after confirming bids had already been made and turned down by the club in, in the January window. Hart confirmed Sunderland didn't feel the valuation was high enough and they turned it down. So yeah, I think the player's obviously been an ex-player like myself. You've just got to go out and focus on what you're getting paid to do. Go out and perform for the team, which Jack has done. He's got 14 goals this season, four assists. It's flattering when big Italian teams are coming in and looking at a player like Jack, but the bread and butter is that you've got to go out and do it week in, week out at Sunderland, and hopefully he'll continue to do that. 
And finally, Sunderland women are back in Appleton as they host Lewis FC women on the Barclays Women's Championship on Sunday. Uh, the kickoff is 12 noon. The Lasses are still within touching distance of the top spot, sitting just two points behind Charlton with seven games to go. The last meeting between the two sides ended in a 2-0 victory for Sunderland at the Dripping Pan. That is genuinely the name of Lewis's stadium. I can't believe that. That's why I put it in there. With Jenna Deer and Lizzie Juby both getting on the score sheet. How are the lasses? Smoggies and Proud. Borough News. Good morning, beautiful Borough fans. Happy Friday. Middlesbrough are sweating on the fitness of Hayden Hackney ahead of their Saturday's trip to Championship leaders Leicester after the midfielder was forced off in the final stages of Wednesday night's defeat at Preston. Hackney's apparently twisted his knee in a bad way at the end of the match to add to Borough's woes. Hackney was definitely a standout during the defeat after moving back to his more familiar midfield position next to Housen. Borough will still also be without Dale Fry, who has a pelvic problem and also Josh Coburn was apparently struggling after his groin issue has worsened over the past couple of weeks. Latte Lat is apparently close to a return, but Carrick has stated he will err on the side of caution, returning him too fast to the current squad. Are also expected to have Sani Diang return between the net after Tom Glover has shown some inconsistency of late. However, not at all at all fault for most goals over that time period. One stat that Borough must resolve quickly has now been made glaringly obvious. In the last three games, which has been two losses and a draw, Borough have had 51 shots, but only 12 of those have been on target and only three have been converted, making for a shot conversion rate, and get this Borough fans, of 5.88%. My goodness me. Carrick was asked about this stat and said the answer is obvious without pinpointing what it was. Well, we hope he's found the answer as Borough now travel to the top of the table, flies Leicester City, and will need to be at their absolute best to avoid another similar Chelsea battering. As always, though, you can change your wife, you can change your religion, but you can't change your football team. Up the Borough. Another new before. jingle. Listen to the fans, hey? That They're was, all was like that you and Was that you and Daz outside, <laughs> Dave? They no. doing that. Jeez, <laughs> <laughs> that gets you pumped up. Good morning. How's that? Better than a stronger cup of coffee. We're going to talk everything about Northeast football. We've got three games of football to look forward as well. As I said just before the break, Newcastle at home to Bournemouth, Borough away to Leicester, and Sunderland away to Birmingham. Uh, Teddy boy, Teddy Mackhams, before we get into our Scran game, which, Dave, that's your heads up for the email. I want to make sure you've got that beautiful jingle there, ready to I'm go. There. It's just been um, uploaded just as you were doing excellent. your read. Love it. Uh, it's a rendezvous. For Sunderland, as they head to Birmingham, who obviously now coached by Mogger, uh, have Alex Pritchard in his ranks. Uh, I'm not sure if he's expected to play. No. Is there a weird feeling to it? I mean, now that they're coached by Mogger, is there a sense of you want to get over them? Is there a sense that Mogger... I mean, I feel like Mogger's going to have uh, a little bit more to say to his players about this one. I, I don't think he will. I, I, I don't think he's that kind of guy. I think Mogger is very... Um, very businesslike with these kind of things. Yes, he, you know, he, he spoke passionately about how proud he was to represent Sunderland Football Club and, you know, he, he, very complimentary about the fans. But I think he doesn't strike me, really, doesn't strike me as overly sentimental. Um, so, you know, I think it'll be business as usual. I think it'll be, you know, a respectful, maybe a little nod towards the Sunderland fans who, you know, still hold him with great affection. Um, but 
I, I think that you know the media probably will look to, to overplay this a little bit. The the great thing is that Alex Pritchard looks like he is um, injured and unable to play, um, so that rules him out of scoring against us because everybody yeah. who used to play for us always does. <laughs> um, yeah, hello, Mister Greenwood. Yes. Um, <laughs> Yeah, everyone tends to. You know, Conor Wickham's done it. Darren Bent's done it. Everybody who leaves Sunderland gets the chance to play against them again scores. Um, mm. So yeah, it's it's a relief in some ways to see that Pritchard isn't there because he's a wind up merchant as well. You know, he, he'd look to yeah. maybe antagonise a few of his former colleagues. So yeah, uh, it's yeah, it's it's more probably emotional for the Sunderland fans who, and especially our travelling lot who who really did take the mogger in a big way. And we played some of the best football I've ever seen the club play um, under Tony Mowbray. So, yeah. as far as I'm concerned, you know, he hasn't had an, a massive amount of time to have a, a, any big effect on Birmingham. Although, you'd probably argue that their form is better th- than it was under Wayne Rooney. I mean, it couldn't be any worse, really, could it? Um, <laughs> yeah. I mean, this, the guy is an absolute donkey, and I don't just mean because he looks like Shrek. Um, but, <laughs> yeah, I, I think it's going to be a tough game. Um, without a doubt, I think the, the, what Tony Mowbray will have that team doing is is playing with a lot more freedom and a lot more fluidity than when we saw them last time around. We comfortably beat them at home. Um, yep. It was it was about six or seven games into Rooney's tenure. Uh, he'd already had numerous goes at the players. Mogger isn't that kind of manager. Um, he you know, he will cajole players and, and get the best out of them. He will make them believe they are much better players than they are. Um, so we'll see a different Birmingham City, a more attacking side. Whether that's enough to, to, to win, I mean, we've had another one of our, our blips, as I call them. Um, you know, just when you start to think things are going well, you get a Huddersfield town and then all of a sudden you, you're getting a defeat. I think we will get the bounce back from that. Um, in terms of our playing staff, It'll be largely unchanged apart from obviously we lost Paddy Roberts um, for what looks to be about four or five weeks with a hamstring again. Um, that's a little bit of a concern, uh, but it opens the door for people to, to get back in the side. Um, I, I, I think Job almost certainly does need a spell as a substitute, so bringing Barr into the centre I think would work out better for him. Um, and I think possibly seeing uh, Romain Mundle coming into the side as well, if he can, you know stop tackling like an absolute kamikaze pilot uh, that was incredible I've, I saw the replay again last night his tackle he should have seen red for that <laughs> I it, did it, see it it was wild I think they, I think they flew their planes with high precision yes but, well I mean you know, he, he, he did I mean he, he took the player out at the hip so like, it was, it's, you've got to be pretty precise to do that like um, yeah he should have seen red for that so Hopefully we see Romain Mundell actually doing what he, he should be doing. Hopefully we see Jack Clark not just being that kind of... It was almost like, I don't want to say it like a one-trick pony, but it was. It, you know, the cutting inside, trying to get a shot away. And Huddersfield did an absolute job on him because every time he tried to turn in, a, a second or third defender was coming to him. So we need to be more creative with that. We need to see Jack getting to the byline, byline and, and whipping crosses in. Uh, low crosses at that because we haven't got big target men up front. Um, we need to play to our strengths and, and, and take the game to Birmingham City, which we are capable of doing, um, but, but it'll be a much tougher test than what it was earlier in the season. Make no mistake. Steve, um, Ted doesn't just believe we've seen Just before you throw it to yeah. Steve, can I just do a... What's up? <laughs> 
It's a guess already for your quiz. Right. No, it isn't. Oh, wow. Well, um, okay. yeah. <laughs> Imagine. It's, it's a message for Steve, and you were going to Steve. It says, Happy birthday, Wraithy. Hope, uh, hope you have Jimmy a. Coppers? No. Yeah. Oh. Hope you have a great day. Lots of love, Jules and oh. Dave. Oh, thank you, guys. Nice. Thank you. It's nice, nice to get a message like oh, that. Oh, what's up? It's Wraithy. It's, uh, it's, it's Coppers. It's Coppers. It's Coppers. It's Send, Coppers. Sending all my love to Wraithy. Oh, look at Coppers. You just made that up. I did, yeah. I did, Is it that obvious when I lie? It is, yes. Oh, no. <laughs> yeah, your lips are moving. Yay! <laughs> love you too. Oh, no. uh, Wraithy, my boy Stevie Wraithy. Uh, obviously, Mogger's one of your best friends. Met him on the train. Um, yes. And he, Ted doesn't believe that there's going to be any sort of angst or, I guess, a special mention uh, of Mogger's time at Sunderland, just a normal game for him. Do you think that's similar? Uh, do, you, do, you, do you agree with that as Sunderland head to Birmingham? You know what? It's it's always tough when you go and play a, a team that's managed by a manager you've just let go. Um, you know, obviously, it's added pressure for Sunderland, especially after the result this midweek. Um, you know, they, they could have done without this, to be fair. They could have mm. done with a nice, easy home game if there is such mm. a thing in the championship. But, but you know, Tony Mowbray is going to have his dressing room well and truly up for this, believe you me. Um, this is out of the frying pan and into the fire for, the, for, for Sunderland, I'm afraid. Um, um, I think I think today, you know, I would be very surprised in, in a press conference if you if you heard Beale say anything about Tony Mowbray. Um, he's clearly going to get asked a question, possibly by Jimmy Coppers, um, about <laughs> you know about Tony Mowbray, etc. But I mean, it's it's so difficult, isn't it? It's so difficult for a, for a, a new manager to talk. They, they won't want to focus on that. They'll want to focus on what they're what they're going to do. And Beale's press conference, I would imagine, will all be about having to bounce back from the defeat against Huddersfield. But tough place to go, St Andrews. Uh, at the best of times, it's not an easy game. And yeah, I I don't think there'll be any you know I don't think there'll be any you know reflecting on you know th- th- those days under Mowbray. I think it'll be business business for 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 Beale and, and the Sunderland team, and they'll just be hoping they can go down there and give a good account of themselves and get themselves back on track but it's mm. uh, yeah I I just I I fear for Sunderland's uh, chances mm. this weekend I really do because if there's one game Tony Mowbray wants to win between now and May it's this one and I, I just think he'll have his team well up for this today uh, on, on Saturday so it's tough game tough game I wouldn't you know I, I, I wouldn't want to I wouldn't want to build Sunderland fans' hopes up for this one, and I think I think most of them are realistic to, to see what what lies ahead. It's uh, it, it's weird the way these kind of games go, um, and yeah, I, I I know it's not about Mowbray against Beale, but you know it, it's it's I think it's Mowbray against Sunderland this weekend. He'll really want to prove a point. Yeah, no, yeah. I completely agree. I think it's it's something. Obviously, Middlesbrough got Leicester, and if that is over within twenty minutes, which it has every right to be, I'm we all know what's going to happen there. Like, I'm going to tune into your watch along just to see your face <laughs> while I'm sitting at St James's Park. Yeah. I'm gonna I'm gonna switch over to Birmingham v Sunderland and watch Mugger uh, v Beal. I think uh, and do a watch along for that if you it starts to get over, over the borough. Yeah. I will be. You kind of walk, walk away from me. Come on, nah, Dave. It's all your fault. It's all I your fault, Dave. It what, is, just, it just is. because I got it right. You put the jinx on him? <laughs> I didn't put the jinx on him. I just, I just knew Borough too well. 
Steve, Gib- Steve Gibson will not be happy with you, Dave. Oh, he'll no, not be he happy won't. with you. No, he won't. You, you no. put the jinx on them. Oh, I spoke to him as well. He, he's off you. Yeah. Yep, he you spoke to Michael Carrick on your live the other day. I saw <laughs> those brickbats during the game. general direction. I don't care. I have got broad shoulders. <laughs> Absolutely love it. Well, lads, just before we get to your mid-morning sports news, it's time for this new game, Stadium Scran, with its own jingle. The first question, true or false? Oh, I'm excited for this one, lads. Dave, really? Do I have to? Because I have had a quick, it. I've had a quick yes. sneaky listen. Do I have to? Yes. Have you re- are you ready for this, guys? This everybody gets a name. Everybody gets. Everybody just, gets a name reference and a credit, <laughs> apart oh. from Ted. Oh, you know we're going to take over the world with this one. Stadium Scran game. Rye on the mix. Break it down for me, bud. Flavor so bold, got us in a fix. From the snacks to the drinks, getting our kicks. In the heart of the game where the appetite tricks. It's Scran game. Break it down now. No ham and eggs, Stevie boy. The high cholesterol. Teddy Oh, I did get a message. Ready I missed that. <laughs> yeah. That's on the buttons. High cholesterol. Has it started yet? Up the borough. <laughs> there you go. Oh, I love that jingle. And that is ham and eggs. Ham and eggs. The small one. It doesn't make sense. It doesn't make sense. It's not catchy. Yeah. <laughs> Burn it at the stake. Absolute garbage. <laughs> and you've actually oh, wasted. No. You, you'll never get those seconds of your life back. You've wasted me again. The gate said Simon Cowell has spoken. <laughs> Distinctly average. <laughs> I wouldn't even say that. I would not even say that. Oh, no. His hand it's never left his side, never mind around. hitting the golden buzzer. I mean, well... I, I don't know what to say about that, right? Maybe I just need to have another listen to another time to it. Maybe drawing back to the drawing bag. You know what I didn't have? I didn't have time to... You know where we, we, oh, you know no, here we go. No, 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 no. With this one, Stadium Scran Game. Rye on the mix. I didn't get Ted's feedback for me, bud. The kind of thing you'd play in a bar if you wanted to clear people out at the end of the night. In the heart of the game with the appetite tricks, it's Scran Game. Scran Game. Yes. No ham and eggs, eggs. The high cholesterol. Cholesterol. Teddy Mackums. Ah, Teddy Mackums. Radio Dad. Radio Dad. Yeah. Yes, it's Scran Game, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls. Here's how it's going to work. I'm into I don't know. I don't know what's him shouting over the top and what's him talking. Exactly. Well, that's that's the whole point. It's an absolute exactly mess. Exactly what I wanted. That's what mess. I wanted you. I needed Is you. This? I wanted you to ban this from the radio station. I feel like I've just been beaten up. <laughs> Am I concussed? Well, is this really wax. happening? Are we, are we live? <laughs> I'm going to play it five more times over the next hour and a bit as well. My goodness me. Here's how it's going to work. Scran game. You need to tell me, listeners and boys in the studio, true or false, if the following food can be found in a football stadium or not. This can be any football stadium around the world. This Some food is made up and some food is actually made in a football stadium. The first one is a delicious hot dog 
served with ketchup and mustard, but also on the side of the bun has an Xbox code printed on the bread. Is it true that can be found in a football stadium or false? I've just made it up. Once again, this hot dog deliciousness is served with ketchup and mustard, but also on the side of the bun has an Xbox code printed on the bread. That must be in Japan. True true or false, Teddy Mackums. Is that true? You could go to a football stadium somewhere in this world and get yourself one of these hot dogs with an Xbox code on the side of the bread. Or is it I false that, and I've made it up? I know that Xbox was a shirt sponsor in the MLS. And obviously, you know, all they're doing in America's hot dogs, and that's probably the most healthy thing they'll eat in America. Um, I'm going to go true with this one because that, that sounds that sounds like the brash, horrible marketing of of an American kind of style thing. So, yeah, I'm going to go true. I'm going to go true with that one. Okay, Stevie boy. Yeah, Birthday, I'm gonna my go, boy. That was my first. That was my first feeling as well. It sounded. It sounded true. Um, Seattle Sounders or somebody like that was uh, was sponsored by Xbox. Where's Xbox based? Well, as soon as you said that, and I was thinking, is that a red heron? Then he's chucked that in. So, uh, you know, is that a red heron? But now nah, I'm going to go true as well. And at least that way, I won't get disappointed on my birthday when me and Ted are both wrong. <laughs> <laughs> Davey, Radio Dad, is it true that a delicious hot dog that's served with ketchup and mustard uh, can be found somewhere in a football stadium, but also on the bun has an Xbox code printed on it. True. I'll put Steve's mortgage on it. True. <laughs> you ready for this, lads? You got it right. Well done, ladies. Well done. And you know, this is what's going to shock you the most. This hot dog was found at recent Manchester United game who were no. giving out Game Pass codes no. on their hot dogs. I'm not even kidding. No. Xbox did it a one-off. It was in the UK? <laughs> it was Put in the UK at oh Manchester United where they were giving out hot dogs and on the side of their buns, they printed Xbox codes. So that Nobody's printing anything consumers. on the side of my buns. <laughs> <laughs> consumers... <laughs> could go home and log into their Xbox and get a free Xbox gift card from the side of their Manchester United hot dog bun. Hey, wow. how's that for you? A little bit of a uh, little bit of stadium scran. Oh, that's a good one. That jingle though. That's got me revved up. Anyway, we're late for your sports <laughs> headlines. So let's get <laughs> to your on, sports headlines. He's got him revved up. <laughs> <coughs> oh, that, that jingle. That, that's going to be, it's everyone's going to be walking them. around going, I don't need no ham and eggs. Got high in cholesterol. Oh, listen to it. You can't get it out of your head. Time for your sports headlines. <laughs> ham and eggs. Together across the northeast. The Timbercat and the Red. Boys, 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 we have a what's up? Oh. What's up? Please what's up? stop calling Jack. it that. Just oh. what's up, <laughs> Morning, Jackie Jack. Boy. Jack in Leicester. Morning, Jack. Morning, Jack. He says, morning, lads. Happy ride day and, yes. and, and happy birthday, Steve. <laughs> Thank you, son. Oh, and he, and he does ask the question, is everyone okay after that? Nope. Um, <laughs> are you okay? That's what I, I still feel know. concussed. <laughs> oh, that was I don't know how that. I feel That's, about it. Oh, dear doctor. That is going to sweep the nation, I tell you. Not, not, not the nation, oh. the world. He's, the, in, the he's in shortly. He'll be having you. Oh. He'll be listening. He'll be listening. Oh. Even the little one doesn't like it. <laughs> 
Righto, lads. Welcome back to the Northeast Brecky show uh, on your Friday. We got Steve, the birthday boy. Uh, we got Teddy Mackams and Dave Radio Dad in the studio pushing the buttons. We need to talk to... Uh, Steve, about Newcastle, because it's been a big 24 hours or so for Newcastle since we last spoke. It's been a big week. Uh, and obviously, Steve, you are ducking off for your birthday. Uh, so we want to get back. as I'll much Newcastle uh, new, much Newcastle out of you, and we will talk, and we'll get some predictions in the later show when he does come back as well. But Newcastle uh, at home to Bournemouth. Uh, the reverse fixture saw a Dominic Salanke uh, double goal, 2-0 uh, to Bournemouth in what was a bit of a shock result, I think, if I remember correctly. Uh, it's been a bit of a weird week for Newcastle. You've had Dan Ashworth, who's a probably, and this is Fabrizio Romano, uh, that ex-guru that seems to have all these fingers in everyone's pie. Uh, and he's reported that Dan Ashworth has already said yes to Manchester United. He said he, he's prepared to accept their proposal as is considered a big opportunity and project. He understands that Man United are intention, uh, intending to negotiate and pay compensation to Newcastle because they absolutely want Ashworth now, not in 2025. Now, on top of that as well, Steve, Callum Wilson. Callum Wilson has torn his pectoral muscle and looks to be out, like you said in your, heart, in your headlines as well, for 10 weeks. So striker issues, Dan Ashworth, is this going to have any effect on you v Bournemouth this weekend? Nah, not in the slightest. I mean, tell us the last time Dan Ashworth scored a goal for Newcastle, mate. It's it's, <laughs> it's absolutely ridiculous. Um, we covered it on NUFC Matters last night with Super Martin Gibble, which um, you know our listeners will get a chance to listen to on the show later uh, on the channel later. Um, but it's ridiculous. It, it, you know, if Dan Ashworth wants to go, then let him go. Um, you know, th- there's. You know, there's no problem with that. And if we can get £10 million or whatever it is, a compensation to let Dan Ashworth go, then let him go. Clearly, there's an issue. Clearly, he's not happy. Uh, um, you know, he's either, you know, either either the relationship between him and Eddie Howe isn't good, which, of course, is not going to do the football club any good if, if those two aren't getting on, or the guy's head's turned because he's getting more money or because he's getting a chance to work with Brailsford who, you know, is it's much publicised is one of his best mates. So whatever the reason is that Dan Ashworth is either unsettled or wants to go, then let him go. Um, because it's clearly not doing our project any good if we force him to stay here and, you know, and he's unhappy. There is no guarantee that he is unhappy. He could be the happiest person on earth. He could be that he could be he could be delighted with his job at Newcastle. And all of this is just talk by the likes of Fabrizio Romano and, and Craig Hope, who are pushing the narrative and the story out there mm-hmm. quite a lot. But I would I would Massively. say that I would say the fact that they're putting it out there is you know there's no smoke without fire. Um, what will stop it all is Dan Ashworth coming out you know at some point with a statement today and saying well that's it. But clearly you know there's the, the, there's an opportunity for him to move. Newcastle have have already spoken to other sporting director potential directors of football and sporting directors in the past anyway. Michael Amanala was 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 a big one and he's a good fan a good. Um, a good friend of uh, Al Ramayan, and you know, I wouldn't be surprised if he comes to Newcastle. He's been, he was, he, he had not one but two meetings with Newcastle, which they denied, and which the media, the media denied and said it never happened. But believe you me, it did. And I can genuinely see potentially him coming in because he gets on with he gets on with the the chairman. So it'll be interesting. Um, it's not the end of the world. Um, you know, go back five or six years, maybe slightly longer. None of us even knew who the director of football was. Um, so why is it a big? Why is it such a big thing? I mean, what next? 
Tea lady leaves St James's Park. Crisis <laughs> in Newcastle. I mean, give yourself a shake for God's sake, man. It's um, it, it, it's ridiculous. It's absolutely ridiculous. The bigger problem we've got is obviously the injuries. Callum Wilson. Yeah. Um, uh, you know, a, a pectoral muscle. You would think, well, you know, he's what? He's caught. He's he's, he's caught one in his chest. Um, and you're thinking that's that you know that's nothing, but it, God, you just kind of you just kind of make the season up nine to twelve no. weeks out with an operation for that. Um, you know, I saw various I saw various things chucked around social media yesterday. People saying he's he's made of fiberglass, he's made of popper doms. I mean, you know, it it, it does <laughs> it does feel like that. It does feel like that. You know, because because every time he every time he gets bumped into, you know, something happens. And this I wonder if he was trying to do a, a big Les Ferdinand with a strawberry jam on the chest. I wonder if he was, you know, trying to recreate I'm being, it. I'm not being funny, like, but uh, you know, our look just doesn't just doesn't improve. I mean, nah, not every single person who gets an injury as well, and it's not it's not an it's not a simple injury. It's it's another no. nine to twelve weeks. I mean, that's like season ending for him. Could be career ending at Newcastle. I, I you know I. I don't see how he'll add to his goals. I think I think he'll be I think he'll be on his way, um, or certainly certainly playing third fiddle to whoever they're bringing in the summer because you just can't rely you can't rely on him, um, which is a pity because of his goal scoring record. But you know he's coming up to thirty two as I mentioned in my headlines. Um, you know not many strikers can carry on at, at you know past past that age, and he's done well to get to thirty two. I think with with a, the same kind of strike record, but mm. it's just it's just disappointing. And you know and as, as I say we go into we go into the Bournemouth game now. Probably with you know the option of having to play either Anthony Gordon or Harvey Barnes up front, um, because yeah. I don't think Isaac's going to be fit. I mean, you can't trust a word Eddie Howe says at his press conferences, which is a good thing because <laughs> if we don't know what's going on, then neither does the opposition. But and, and I'm all for that, you know, I'm all for that to, to be honest. But at the moment, it looks like we've got no strikers available and no youngsters coming through. We haven't got a good, we haven't got a good player coming through. Jay Turner Cook's probably the one, and he's not scoring goals for the under twenty one. So what chances he got in the Premier League? Um, suggestions from from the people who follow my channels been uh, Elliot Anderson could go up front. Um, you know when he when he's back I mean he's not too far away Joe Willock of course um, not not many people pushing that but people forget when he first came to the club on loan he scored seven goals in seven games which is a club record um, so he, he, you know he knows how to finish I would be I would I wouldn't play Anthony Gordon up front and, and I, no. I tell you why because you know we're missing Joe Linton down that left hand side and I think taking Anthony Gordon off the left hand side and putting him up front I just think mm. asking Harvey Barnes to do a job which you know ultimately I'm sure he can do but you know he's just come back from injury and putting the pressure on Barnes you know to cover to cover you know the clear problems we've had with Dan Byrne in recent weeks I just think the less changes the better um, find the solution up front by bringing a player in who hasn't played many games. Stick Harvey Barnes there. The kid can finish. He, you know, he's a unit. Um, you know, it, God, I mean, if, if everyone's sick of Dan Byrne playing at the back, stick stick Livermore to a left back and stick Dan Byrne up front. Um, <laughs> Fabian Sh- Fabian shares another. Fabian shares another suggestion. He scored three goals oh, in, yeah. four, in the last few yeah. games. You know, got a good he, finish on him. He was a mid. He has played midfield in his career. Give him, give him an opportunity to push up as well. But look, I'm not. It's not doom and gloom. Um, it's not. Mm. It's not it, for me. We're, we're, we've got players coming back. Um, it's almost like shrugging your shoulders, shrugging my shoulders like Alan Partridge when I hear Callum Wilson injured because <laughs> you know it, it's just well, you know, what do you expect? Um, but from my from my point of view, I'm I'm not too down, and I I think I think we'll. 
I think it'll be a tough game tomorrow because Bournemouth do do give us a tough game. Um, I wouldn't say they're a bogey team, but they're you know they're, they're, they're hard working. Um, they they're missing Billing tomorrow though, which is which is a massive massive blow for them through suspension, and that's a massive bonus for us. We've just got to get it right at the back tomorrow. I think if we base our tactics tomorrow on keeping a clean sheet, then I think we get we get three points. Um, you know we've got to keep it tight at the back. We can't afford a four three tomorrow or a three two or a five for it's got to be a game where because you know the, the, there's a question mark over whether we can score those goals although midfield does pitch in but I think yeah it's, it's, it's a tough one lads it's a tough tough fixture for Newcastle but yeah we need to sort this out in the summer we, we can't go we can't go into next season with two strikers who literally can't can't play a full season um you know because that's that's the problem and I tell you who's you know who who really that lies at the door of Dan Ashworth um and and let's you know let's face it yeah. Dan Ashworth Dan Ashworth isn't Jesus he hasn't turned he hasn't turned you know water into wine and you know um fish into loaves and stuff like that he's basically what Dan <laughs> Ashworth is, you yeah. remember RE a lot differently to what I do, Steve. The story of turning the fishes into loaves. I, I was sent out of that class. I was sent out of that class. No ah, out of ten. No out of ten see me blasphemy. Going completely off topic, I did a story which I'd misheard in the in the Bible about the old man God and Jesus the kid, and I turned it into a western. I got no out of ten, no out of ten blasphemy. See me, see me in red yeah. ink. Yeah, in red I ink. Want, yeah. I turned into a movie. Steve. Oh, by You've the way, by the way, guys, if you you know, you know how oh, no. PC has gone mad in this woke society. Have you heard yes, the latest coming yes. out of local schools? Teachers are not no. allowed to mark homework with red ink anymore it's got to be green oh my god because oh no genuine genuine not allowed to mark it in red ink Stop because it's it. aggressive Stone Stop seriously seriously my goodness seriously, me teachers advise wow. to use green pens when marking homework what what, what wow. what's wrong with teaching kids that there are winners and losers mm. in life well, I'm telling you, what, what, they'll change all our traffic happen? lights next, won't they? Because the red mm. light's aggressive, telling you to stop. Yeah. Well, we're going to have to change our, our radio station, aren't we? It's not going to be the red anymore. We're too aggressive at our radio station. We're going to be the green. The pink. The yeah. pink slice. <laughs> the red UK. Oh, I'll tell you what. There's, there's a name for me no podcast. BS. The pink slice podcast. There yeah. you go. That's, oh, hey, I tell you what. One. If Greg's want to come and spend, uh, sponsor the station, if they make pink slices, we'll call it the pink. No hey, problem. I'm happy. Yeah. Oh, well, that is a problem. I mean, it's a little problem, isn't it? The pink. Really? I mean, I guess we, yeah, we can get on board. <laughs> well, to be honest, to be honest, just Dan, Ash, Dan, Ash, Dan Ashworth, uh, just finishing off. You know, look, what 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 would his what would his um, epitaph be if he left in James's Park? Um, I sign Tenali. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, not wrong, yeah. not wrong. Teddy Mackham's obviously been a big week again for Newcastle. Dan Ashworth, obviously, uh, probably the headline, but the the one for me, obviously, losing Callum Wilson again, um, injury prone to say the least. Without Isaac as well, uh, Newcastle in for a tougher test now against Bournemouth, even though they're at St James's Park. Um, it's, it's one of those teams that Bournemouth are another one. They're unpredictable. Um, one week they can be absolutely on fire and and really push the top teams very much in, in every game. Then they turn up, you know, against a Fulham and no disrespect to Fulham. And then, you know, 
go and get hammered by them. So they're a tough one to call. What I will say out of what we've just been talking about there, and it's it's strange we have these little parallels. We're, we're, we're separated by hundreds of millions of pounds, but when it comes down to it, we are still talking about the, the effects or that a sporting director does or doesn't have on our respective clubs. Um, we're still talking about ineffectual um, recruitment from those sporting directors um, and, and the need to, to bring in a lot of recruits in in the summer as well. It's just strange that we have these parallels between the two. Well, Middlesbrough in exactly the same position as well. You haven't got a forward line to speak of. Yeah, it's, not wrong. Isn't isn't it strange how you know we're, we're, we're separated by this gulf at times? And I, and I know I take the mick out the gap and all that kind of thing with Borough, but for all we have our own thing going on, it's amazing just how intrinsically linked we all are with with the same requirement yeah. of sporting directors need to either. Go, go in in the in the case with with Newcastle, or they need to do their jobs correctly, you know, and and, and be responsible for their actions. Because right yeah. now, all three northeast teams, I think, are being let down by sporting directors, by NAF recruitment, or just no recruitment at all. Uh, and I, yeah. I think that the fans of all three northeast clubs deserve a, a heck of a lot better than that. To be honest with you, um, so yeah, whether Ashworth goes. Um, it looks like he might. I don't think it'll be a big loss to Newcastle United. Like like Steve said, he signed Tonali um, and very little else. Um, I, I don't know what he's doing to justify what is probably a, a tidy wage over there. Um, so, yeah, I don't think he'd be missed. Um, and I think across those sporting directors, across all three teams, they need to uh, stand up and be counted and actually earn their keep, I think is, is one way to, uh, to put it. Back to the game, though, the Newcastle one. Uh, I still think Newcastle will have too much for Bournemouth. Um, I also agree that that um, Anthony Gordon should not be played up front. I think he, he hurts teams a lot more by coming in off the wing uh, when he's actually running at players. To use him as a target man, I think, would actually be a little bit wasteful. Um, I mean, the, the, the Fabian Scher thing is probably not a bad idea because I I mean, he, <laughs> he, he destroyed Villa single-handedly. You know, he, he, he was absolutely brilliant. So it's it's an option. Um, whoever the play up front, you know, I mean, you know, obviously Callum Wilson's got an injured boob, um, which, which is just uh, <laughs> unfortunate. Just, just strange. Yeah, I, a moob, yes. Um, <laughs> it's just incredible that, that he just, I mean, he'd be off work with a twisted sock, wouldn't he? It, it, it's just incredible what he goes yeah. through. But... <laughs> Whoever plays up front for Newcastle, I, I still think they're going to have too much for Bournemouth. As good as Bournemouth can be on their day, you know, they're another one of those bridesmaid teams. I, I, I fully expect Newcastle to, to, to triumph over them. I'll give the, uh, the, the uh, prediction at the end, of course. Yep, no worries. No, I completely agree. And I think, obviously, Newcastle shouldn't be uh, worried, I think, without, you know, Isaac or Callum Wilson. But it is interesting that you do make that reference that Newcastle with two strikers that haven't been able to uh, complete two, you know, full season. Same at the Borough. Manuel Latte Lath and Josh Coburn, the only two recognised strikers at the Borough, both injured as well. So don't know what's going on there, Kieran Scott and Dan Ashworth. But if you both are having coffee, uh, then maybe, uh, maybe you need to, uh, yeah. Get us a striker or two. That'd be great. Thank you so much. Lads, we're closing in on 8 a.m. here on the Northeast Brecky Show. Don't you want to know what and I you think? Know what we... I do, but no. I'm really, I'm more excited to get to the scram. <laughs> but okay. all right, go get on. Get your scram then, no. go on. <laughs> 
Steve, of I course care. I want to know what you think, You've Radio Dad. Like, yeah, no, yeah, no. yeah. Now I have. I'm, I'm sorry. I'm really sorry, Radio Dad. Now radio Dad. Dad. No, no, talk to us, honestly, because it's a Northeast Brecky show. Talk to me. What do you feel? Do you think Newcastle are in trouble without strikers, much like the Borough? We see similarities there. And obviously, Dan Ashworth with the, uh, the I guess, you know, the, the hype around that this week as well. Uh, Newcastle win. Bournemouth haven't won this season, uh, this year in the Premier League. Uh, what is it now? Five without a win for them. And uh, Newcastle have got a, you know, got to be a bit of decent form. Uh, unbeaten in four, three wins and a draw in their last four outings. Um, yes, injury crisis. Newcastle's got too much. There you go. I've said it. Now get on with it. Who plays up front for Newcastle <laughs> then? Who's your choice? If without Isak, without Wilson. I think it Wilson, should be Callum Wilson in a sling. Okay. Protecting right, his move. <laughs> there you go, Callum. You've got to be up front. Righto, it is time for number two of the game that is sweeping the world. Oh, Stadium Scran. Oh, you know we're going to take over the world yes. with this one. Stadium Scran game. Rye on the mix. Break it down for me, bud. Flavor so bold, got us in a fix From the snacks to the drinks Getting our kicks in the heart of the game Where the appetite tricks It's Scran Game Break it down now No ham and eggs, Stevie boy Ham and eggs The high cholesterol Teddy Beckhams Radio Beckhams Shout random names Teddy Beckhams gets two mentions Did I? The Borough I've got the up the borough in there as well. <laughs> All right, if you missed it, we are playing Stadium Screen, a new game and new jingle created by yourself. Uh, by me, I apologise, not you. Uh, and it's, uh, yeah, don't fantastic. blame anyone else, mate. <laughs> it is how you play along if you want to get in touch on the WhatsApp uh, or in the uh, in the, obviously on the phone line as well. You can, what you need to tell me is I'm going to give you a food item and you need to tell me whether it's true that this food can be found in a football stadium somewhere in the world or false that it is made up, all right? Uh, and it doesn't necessarily mean that it's the food's made up, it's just that it's not in a football stadium, right? True or false is how you play today. Right, your next one after that Xbox hot dog is this. This food is called Chiraco, ah. which means... White children. The delicacy it refers to are the sperm sacs of either cod, anglerfish, or pufferfish. Teddy boy, can Chiraco be found in a football stadium somewhere in this world? I hope not. <laughs> um. I, I, I don't want it to be. I'm, I'm going to be honest with you. Um, no, surely not. That's that sounds vile. Uh, no, please, please no. let that be false. <laughs> Why would you do that? Radio Dad, can Chiraco or uh, the sperm sack of either cod? Bear in mind, that's probably not the pronunciation, lads. Yeah. <laughs> it's nowhere near it. <laughs> Can that be found in a football stadium somewhere on this globe of ours? Well, can I just point out that we've had a WhatsApp again from yeah, Jack? What's up? And Jack's saying it's just like a fever dream. Um, yes. <laughs> <laughs> so, it, and it must be true. 
<laughs> so he's going, Jack's going for true. Um, this is something that you would expect in things like uh, Iceland or the Faroe Isles. So I've got to say. Definitely don't sell these in Iceland. So, but then you think. <laughs> maybe he's having food. How many of these sacks can you get out of a fish? So you'd need thousands of them. So absolutely not. It's false. False. And Stevie, the birthday boy, is it true? That the well-pronounced shirako, <laughs> I'm worried now, the, delis- the a delicacy, which is sperm sacs from either a cod, angler, or puffer fish, can that be, is that being served somewhere in this globe of ours at a football stadium? I'm going false as well. Ah, uh, it's three falses. You got it, lads. That's not in a football stadium. Thank goodness. Yes. <laughs> Oh my goodness me! That was the uh, one of the most rank ones I've come across. Can we, uh, it is can we put a, can we put a song on? Oh, go on, go on, go on, go on, go on, go on. Go on. Well, it, it, is actually, it is actually a delicacy, though. It is. It is. It's a delicacy found in Japan. Uh, I believe it's called pronounced shirako. I do apologise uh, if I've mispronounced that, but it is. It is uh, also shirako. Roughly translates to buttery fish. Semen. Oh my goodness. I go to Japan four times a year on business. What on earth have I been eating? Oh, there you go. Whatever it was, it tasted nice though. (laughs) But um, just after that little episode there, I feel like I need to go and vomit. I'll just put a song on. Maybe he's coming up by Paul McCartney. Yay. <laughs> <laughs> and, if, and if you happen to be having your 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 oh, what uh, about, beans on toast what about, right now, I do apologise. What about we'll come home? <laughs> oh, stop it! Stop it! Move on quickly. The, the rest, the rest ones, the rest are very good. That is Stadium Scram, which is the game show here to stage. I trust you. Oh no, hang on, I've just got a message from Dave. Uh, this will be the last time Stadium Scram will ever be heard on your airways as we head into the eight o'clock news. Good morning. <laughs> Dear doctor. Dear doctor. Uh, you can't go yet. You're two and a half minutes short. Oh, no. I was going to say. And Just keep the laughing going for two minutes. You said, you, said, you said put a song on. You said put a song on. I was joking. <laughs> I thought you could tell when I was lying. <laughs> oh, wowie. Well, you caught me off guard now because I thought I honestly thought we were going to put a song on. But honestly, that is one of the best games. And I tell you, it is honestly a, uh, tell it you is what, a real delicacy out of Japan. I've just sent something in the WhatsApp group here. Listen okay. to this, lad. This will fill in the gap that you need, Rife. 35 games this season. These are the games missed through injury at Newcastle. Joe Willock, 32 games. Harvey Barnes, 27. Elliot Anderson, 23. Matt Tohogger, 21. Me. Murphy, 19. Botman, 18. Wilson, 16. Pope, 14. Joe Linton, 12. Isaac, 9. Byrne, 8. Lascelles, 6. Longstaff, 5. The rest are twos and ones, but you get the picture, lads. What a, what, a, what a year for Newcastle's um, main players. Main players. That is horrid. Have you had a look? Has there been any mention? Obviously, there's Dan Ashworth, director of football, but has there been any mention of like your physio or medical team? I mean, is the there sacks, any mention? The sacks one, didn't they? Well, he moved. He, he went they? out by mutual consent and they brought a new one in. Yeah, there's been there's been references by Eddie Howe to. It's a collective. It's a. We we've learned from our mistakes, and when he was pressed mm. on it last Friday, he said, "You know, the gym work possibly is something that we need to look at." So uh. clearly, the the the, the physio, um, you know, who has been replaced has 
maybe being replaced because of stuff that's not worked. Who knows? I mean, at the end of the day, Eddie Howe has to take advice from people, doesn't he? He, he you know, he brings the right people in, and uh, but he, he wouldn't put it at the physio's door. He's just said it's it's a collective. We've got things wrong, and we've learned from it. So potentially, there's been maybe it's been too much gym work uh, on people's return. Mm. I mean, if you remember when Botman came back, um, and then well, he was all due for a return, and then there was a then there seemed to be an issue again, and Botman spoke out about it and the next thing you know the physio had gone so potentially it could be something like that but we'll you know, we'll never know that kind of thing stays within the within the confines of the yeah. club but yeah. Eddie Howe certainly let par- a partial cat out of the bag last weekend with, with his admittance that there'd been mistakes made and they'd learnt from them you know Wow well also just on the news yesterday as well one quick uh I just want to pay respects to Roy Hodgson, uh, Crystal Palace manager, obviously, uh, was fell ill during training yesterday, lads. The 76-year-old became yeah, unwell well during soon, his Roy. morning session uh, and he was taken to hospital. Uh, he's in there currently in a stable condition. But the 76-year-old Roy Hodgson, uh, fantastic manager of Crystal Palace, uh, even though there was reports yesterday that he was getting the sack, has been rushed to the hospital, but he is in a stable condition uh, and in recovery. So get well soon, Roy. We'll be back now after the news headlines with a lot more to talk about, including more delicacies from Japan. The Northeast Footy Breakfast with Roy, Steve, and Ted. Right across the Northeast, the red platoon and the cat. Sloppy kiss is what Rye wants to offer the rest of the North East this morning. Uh, crazy, crazy nights. That's brilliant. Not bad song, Absolutely is it? Absolutely fantastic. What a that tune one. that is, man. Yeah, not wrong still to going. get you up on your still Friday morning. Still going as well. Still going. Cheers. Absolutely yeah, love it. Yeah, they are. Yep. Yep. Welcome back to the Northeast Breakfast Show. You're joined by myself, Steve, the birthday boy, Teddy Mackham, Dave in the studio. We're going to get to the news headlines very quickly because then we got to get old birthday boy off to his presence. So let's get into your news headlines from each of the three Northeast clubs. Magpies and proud. Mag's news. Good morning, Newcastle fans. Newcastle United's injury curse has struck again. Callum Wilson will undergo surgery on his pectoral tendon and will be missing for nine to 12 weeks. This is the latest injury blow to afflict the England international who turns 32 later this month and who has been sidelined with calf and hamstring problems already this season. In 35 league and cup games Newcastle have played so far, Wilson has started 11 and come off the bench a further 11 times. It's a good old fashioned 3 o'clock kickoff for United this weekend as they host Bournemouth at St James's Park on Saturday. The two teams have already met this season with the Cherries running out 2-0 winners. Eddie Howe will update us on the fitness of Isaac, Gordon, Willock and Anderson at his press conference at 9.30 today. Philip Billing misses the fixture for Bournemouth through suspension and they are sweating on the availability of Aarons, Fredericks, Hill and Tyler. The Cherries have won four times on the road so far this season including a 3-0 win against Manchester United at Old Trafford but were on the wrong end of a 3-1 defeat at Fulham last Saturday and have no wins in their last five games. Newcastle under-21s have a new date for their Premier League 2 fixture against Middlesbrough that fell victim to the weather last week. Ben Dawson side-faced their Teesside counterparts at the Heritage Park, which is home of Bishop Auckland, on Friday, March the 22nd. Kick-off remains at 7pm. And that's your Newcastle United headlines on Friday the 16th of February. Smoggies and proud. Borough News. Good! 
Good morning, Borough fans. How are you? Happy Friday. Middlesbrough are sweating on the fitness of Hayden Hackney ahead of Saturday's trip to Championship leaders Leicester after the midfielder was forced off in the very final stages of the Wednesday night's defeat at Preston. Hackney was apparently has apparently twisted his knee in a bad way at the end of the match to add to Borough's woes. Hackney was definitely a standout during the defeat after moving back to his more familiar midfield position. Borough will also still be without Dale Fry, who has a pelvic problem, and also Josh Coburn, who is apparently struggling after his groin issue has worsened over the past couple of weeks. Latte Lath is apparently close to a return, but Michael Carrick has stated he will err on the side of caution, returning him too fast to the playing squad. Borough are also expected to have Seni Dieng back in the, between the sticks uh, and return after Tom Glover has shown a little bit of inconsistency of late. However, not at all at fault for most of the goals he has conceded. One stat, though, that Borough must resolve very quickly has now been gla- mean made glaringly obvious. In the last three games, which has been two losses and a draw, Borough have had 51 shots, but only 12 of those have been on target, and only three of them have been converted, making for a shot conversion rate, get this Borough fans, of 5.88%. My goodness. Carrick was asked about this stat and said the answer is obvious to him, but he wasn't able to pinpoint what it was. Well, we hope he's found the answer as Borough now travel overseas to top of the table flies Leicester City and will need to be at their very absolute best to avoid a similar Chelsea battering. You, as always, know that you can change your wife, you can change your religion, but you can't change your football team. Up the Borough! That's your headlines. Mackhams and Proud. Black Cats News. Good morning and happy Friday, Sunderland fans. Speaking after he had viewed the third series of the Netflix docuseries Sunderland Till I Die, non-executive director and Sky Sports presenter David Jones admitted to the mistakes the club have made in recent times and vowed that the Black Cats could do better going forward. Taking to Instagram, Jones said, Watching the show, I was reminded how vital the fans are, the soul and the heartbeat, how much they have been put through, sometimes because of our mistakes, and how all of us serving the club have to do more, so much more, to get this club back to where it belongs, because we are not there yet, and we need to take our fans on the journey. There has to be another chapter. Jack Clark's agent, former Leeds and Sunderland fullback Ian Hart, has revealed that it's highly likely the player will now be sold in the summer window after confirming bids had already been made and turned down by the club in January. Hart confirmed Sunderland didn't feel the valuation was high enough and they turned it down. So yeah, I think the players, obviously being an ex-player like myself, you've just got to go out and focus on what you're getting paid to do, go out and perform for the team, which Jack has done. He's got 14 goals this season, 4 assists. It's flattering when big Italian teams are coming in and looking at a player like Jack, but the bread and butter is you've got to go out and do it week in and week out at Sunderland and hopefully he'll continue to do that. And finally, Sunderland women are back at Eppleton as they host Lewis FC women on the Barclays Women's Championship on Sunday. Kickoff is at 12 noon. The lasses are still within touching distance of the top spot, sitting just two points behind Charlton with seven games to go. The last meeting between the two sides ended in a 2-0 victory for Sunderland at the Dripping Pan Stadium, with Jenna Deer and Liz Dupy both getting on the score sheet. How are the lasses? There's your Sunderland headlines. Right across the northeast, the cat, the tune, and the red. In the history Welcome of stadiums, back. in the history of stadiums, Ooh. have you ever heard anything as ridiculous as that? The dripping no, pan. No, I haven't. Yeah, that's that's a wild one. That one. That, I don't know who's yeah. been approved that, but uh, yeah. I just had to go back to one not... point in the borough news. Um, did your wife yes. mind you saying you can change your wife? <laughs> 
Isn't yeah. that the saying? That's a classic saying that you to can honest, change that, your... It's you not just Bo that's going to get butted for that, mate. <laughs> <laughs> you can change your partner. You just can't change your football team is all, or what I've always been told. So, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. you know, as, as bad as it gets, I'm just, just well, you know... Mrs. I just, Mrs. Ryanfield, you know, really secure this morning. Well done, mate. I'm not going anywhere. Don't you worry about that. Uh, especially uh, that that's to you, Middlesbrough as well, by the way. Um, yeah, it's going to be an interesting one. Let's get into it as we uh, as we will talk about the borough. Obviously, they are away to oh, Leicester, two back to back away games. It's going to be short and sweet, uh, Radio Dad. Don't you worry about that. Uh, Middlesbrough are coming off the back of successive successive defeats to Bristol City and now Preston. Now they face table toppers Leicester at home, who are absolutely incredibly strong in the championship this season we are not heading there with the right form the right frame of mind i would argue obviously in the reverse fixture we saw that sam greenwood absolute stunner of a free kick that got us a one nil victory at home but a little bit different now heading away to leicester uh middlesbrough as i said will be sweating on the injury of hayden hackney as well who unfortunately twisted his knee right in the dying seconds apparently of that game against preston uh, and I actually thought he played fantastic on Wednesday night uh, against Preston. And it was unfortunate that he's come off with a twisted knee. We will also be without Dale Fry, who is obviously still out with a pelvic issue. Uh, and also Josh Coburn, who's obviously uh, still been, sorry, struggling after that groin issue that Carrick revealed he had surgery on in December uh, has come back to haunt him. He did say Latte Lat is apparently very close to a return, but he will be erring on the side of caution after trying to, you know, look after his only and one striker for the rest of the season. So whether he has to put cotton wool on him, who knows? But if he's your only striker, you've got to get him out there sooner rather than later. Middlesbrough will be looking uh, for, I guess, a turn of the absolute tide here. It'll be an absolute sensational uh, turn of events if Middlesbrough can get a result out of this game. It is most likely like Borough to do something like this, though, where we have a shocking run and then all of a sudden we come up against Leicester uh, and get something out of it. But... I just think this one is might be a little bit bridged too far. Leicester are unbeaten in their last seven home games in the league against Middlesbrough. Then they've won four, sorry, it's won three, drawn four. And this is their first meeting at the King Power Stadium since November of 2016. Middlesbrough are looking for their first league double over Leicester since 2001. And Leicester have won 14 of their last 17 home league matches, including 13 this season. It's their most in a season, winning 17 in the 13-14 and they won the championship. Davey Ladd, I'll start with you, obviously, resident Borough fan. Not very hopeful uh, are the Borough fans this weekend. Nope. Leicester City predicted with a 60% uh, win, draw chance of 22%. Middlesbrough sitting at 18%. No Dale Fry. Hayden Hackney, twisted knee. It doesn't look too pretty uh, or when you're looking at it. Can you see Middlesbrough getting anything out of this game? We'll also have to check on Johnny Housen because that was a tremendous yeah. whack he took uh, in the game wrong. in midweek as well against Preston. Um, Knee bent backwards. No, mate. No, I cannot see Middlesbrough getting anything. You know, I, I don't want to be the voice of doom and yeah. gloom. I yeah. love my football club. Yeah. Ah, but but. <laughs> ask Ted. Ask Ted. I don't want to say any more. Okay, Teddy Boy, Middlesbrough obviously going to the number one team in the championship. We're on a shocking run of... Uh, no, you've got Leicester, not Sunderland, mate. No, no, <laughs> got, okay, I will speak got, then after that comment. <laughs> <laughs> we've got, obviously, uh, a team that is not performing up front, a team that's not performing defensively. It does look like Senny Dieng, our number one goalkeeper, might return between the sticks. But apart from that, the same status quo as we saw Wednesday night going down to Preston. Can you see Barry doing anything 
against Leicester City this weekend? I honestly give up trying to predict what Borough are going to do. Um, because, I mean, to all intents and purposes, they should have they should have wiped the floor with Bristol City. Um, and I genuinely and thought you would. Um, and Preston. Yeah. yeah. It, it's it's mad, really, isn't it? it, it it's yeah. We talk about these unpredictable sides, and, and Middlesbrough probably are the most unpredictable out the lot because oh, it's as mad as a box wrong. of frogs. It really is. On your on, on your day, yeah, you wrong. can beat anyone in that division, uh, and, and yeah. but those days are becoming fewer and fewer, uh, and and that's partly down, you know, the the, the well documented issues with what's going on up front. Look. Us Sunderland fans can kind of, you know, at least empathise with that because we know what that's like. We've known what that's like for nearly two years. Um, so, yeah, it's it's a tough one to call. I think if you get a draw down there, I think that's, that's going to feel like a win, to be honest. Yep. I think, yep. you know, stealing a point from there, I don't think you've had a nil-nil draw all season. And for some reason, no. I, I, it's not about scoring the goals. It's about keeping a clean sheet down there yeah. and, and shutting yeah. Leicester out. That is that is a very, very difficult task, by the way. Um, but I, I don't know. Listen, Borough on the day, like I say, I, I think you've got some, some talented defenders there. I really do. Um, if they are on their absolute top of their game, I can see them shutting Leicester out. Can I see you scoring past Leicester? No. Um, so I'm kind of I'm kind of drawn towards a, a bit of a goalless draw here. I mean, it's not going to be a, a, mm. a fantastic game to watch for for anyone really. That, but <laughs> I don't know. I I just have this weird feeling you're going to eke out a point. Oh my goodness! Mm. Hang on, I, I really need to do. lie down, arrest that man, <laughs> take him away. No, honestly, not. Because because every time we do try and predict, and you're like everything points to a Leicester win. Of course it does. I'm not mm. I'm not being I'm not being daft. Um, you know, form and everything indicates this should be a formality for Leicester, yeah. uh, you know, marching on towards being crowned champions. But yeah. because of that whole unpredictability of, of, of Middlesbrough, it might just be the one. Carrick was, like, seriously frustrated at the end of the last game. Oh. You could see that. Yeah. You could absolutely yeah. see that. And I don't know, I think there'll, there'll be a little bit of steel and resolve from him as well. I think they will go into this game... Not that they're going to any games underprepared, I wouldn't imagine. Um, I just think this is kind of, um, you know, a chance to make a bit of a statement and a, and a chance to bounce back from some some very disappointing performances re- uh, recently from from Borough. So I, I just genuinely think we're going to see a, a, a better performance from Middlesbrough um, because they've got to. They're under the microscope, especially against you know the, I suppose the champions elect really aren't they? they it's, yeah. It doesn't look like anybody's going to stop them. So yeah, um, as, as as unpredictable as they are, I just see you coming away with, from this probably sneaking a point out. I, I was going to say mm. Philbin Street there. That shows my <laughs> age, doesn't it? I keep calling it really Street. Don't show. worry, but it's a good job you've returned back to the UK, um, Ted, because immediately after the show, I want mm-hmm. you to pick up the phone and dial one 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 and ask for medical intervention, because <laughs> there is absolutely no way. The borough's going to go to Filbert Street or the King Power Stadium and come away with anything. <laughs> or the Walkers weekend. or whatever wow. else it is. <laughs> there you go. The voice I'm of sorry, reason is Dave Roberts. I'm sorry. Wow. It's, um, mm. I think we're in a huge, huge rut at the moment. And yeah. look, I'll be, I'll be, you know, I'll be across the game as I always am. Yep. And I'll be hopeful yep. and I'll be hoping... Uh, but also fearful of when will that first one go in against us like we did at Chelsea. 
Um, I, I truly hope you're right. I I will get the prayer mat out. I will yep. I will be chewing every fingernail down to the quick, and I'm fully expecting a two or three nil defeat. Mm, I see. The thing that gives me hope is obviously that Chelsea performance. I know it seems like so long ago, but in the grand scheme of things, that Chelsea game now, albeit that was at the Riverside. Uh, but and and again, when we versed Leicester last time, we seemed to turn it on against the bigger teams. And I'm not sure what it is. Maybe we're such a young team that we see the awe of these Premier League teams like Leicester or Southampton. Because we've beaten Southampton and we've also beaten Leicester. So, yeah, yeah I'm not too Leicester sure. Should I, I, they, Leicester should have yeah, won they that game. Yeah, they should have. They should have, honestly. It was so it should have Chelsea. Do you know what I mean? Honestly, at the Riverside, Cole Palmer should have had a hat-trick. And by the way, so. by the way, Ted's absolutely right. Borough haven't had a nil-nil. Our last nil-nil was against York City in a pre-season friendly. So there's every chance Jeez. that could creep up. You know, if they put, yep. up, yeah. and and it was interesting last night talking to Andy Campbell on his show on the Red, uh, the former Borough striker. You know, he was saying he cannot see any scenario other than Leicester scoring at least two goals. So in yep. his mind, yep. you know, and he's he's a huge Borough fan. He was a he was a Borough player. He's a local lad, you know, and he doesn't want to see the Borough get beat. But he cannot see any scenario in that game. Where That's Leicester will not score two goals or more, that much. which means which means Borough have to score two to get a point at least, maybe even three. Do you see this current Borough side going to Leicester and scoring two or three goals? No, not even no, in five visits. <laughs> yeah, no, no, I don't. So no, if but you put genuinely, it like that, are your fans no, really yeah. that feeling that negative, guys? Uh, yeah. uh, is is yeah. that what the the mood is? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, a lot. And the big of, concern uh, the, is Carrick the, the now. The general, yeah, the the general population is is I guess you know I, I'm still optimistic as ever. I I you know I think something, but I don't tweet it. But a lot of there's a lot of back and forth on Borough X, as you would call it, about everyone thinking that Borough have written the season off. It's that they've given it away, and it was a sign when we sold Rogers and Matt Crooks, obviously, to the MLS that that was a sign that we don't want anything out of this season. Otherwise, we would have held on to them. So. Which I think is the latter. I think it's actually different. I think we got too good a deal to turn down. But, you know, it is a sign to the Borough fans that, unfortunately, if, you know, we're going to sell Morgan Rogers and Matt Crooks, that that's the end of it. So, yeah, the, and, and then the performances on the pitch kind of coincide with the, 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 fan, the, the fans' thoughts. I mean, you saw a leopard, you know, performance against Bristol City. You saw the similar one against Preston. Albeit we dominated Played all right. Preston. Played all right you know what I mean? We, Preston, we dominated them. Yeah, we had the possession. Riley McGree we're was as fantastic. We as a gummy bear. That's, I mean, we that's, just can't score. Yeah. yeah, we can't score and we can't keep goals out. Do you know what I mean? And you, that's the, I'm, I'm sorry, but to play football, that's what you need to be able to do. You need to be able to score goals and keep goals out. And at the moment, we're doing neither. So, and my concern you know, stretches some, longer than, than, than playing Leicester. It stretches farther mm. than this season because... Uh, you know, I, I'd said on this show last week before the press, before the Bristol City game that I've written Borough's season off. I know at the point yeah. at the point when I said that we were only four points away from uh, yeah. from the playoffs, but I just didn't see us with enough goal scoring potential to be able to do what we needed to do for the remainder of the season to get into yeah. sixth spot. I couldn't see us getting above Sunderland as much as I hoped and I prayed yeah. that. You know, Bale Madrid, Madrid would come crashing down, and the borough could, you know, create a gapity gap, gap, gap above them, which was never going to happen. Um, I didn't yep. see it happening, and the biggest concern for me was Michael Carrick after that Preston game, because yeah. he looked frustrated. I, I can't say he looked lost, but he looked frustrated 
and he looked concerned. And yeah. I am absolutely sure a Crystal Palace, Roy, we wish you well, um, or a, a West Ham are going to come in with something this summer. And I'm, yeah. that, that yeah, worries no. me. Yeah, yeah no, I, 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 would, I would lean on that side as well. I think Michael Carrick... I think he's feeling frustrated for not... I think he knows, and we all know, we all know we've got players in there capable of scoring goals. We got. We know we've got Brad Vandenberg and... and but but know, not uh, enough, Ray, not no. enough. You know, your defenders... No, are, if no, your defender no enough, gets yeah. you four a season, it's brilliant. If your midfielders get yeah. you eight, nine a season, it's fantastic. You need a striker yeah. that's going to get you 15, 20 a season. Yeah. Or in the case of yeah. last year with Akpom, 30 a season. Yeah, exactly. I mean, the big shock for me as well is obviously we will only, you know, there was money there to be spent. And we look at Kiefer Moore now. Kiefer Moore's gone on a bit of a goal scoring run for Ipswich now. Obviously, he there was, was always going to, wasn't he? Yeah. You know, 30,000 pounds a week obviously might have been a bit of a stretch for Borough's budget. But that's the type of thing we needed just to get us through to the end of the season. Mind you, just I feel, alone, I feel like they could that. crash and burn, you know, Ipswich. Yeah, they could. Yeah, that, they definitely could. Yeah. I mean, the investment yeah. they've put into that team for this season, yeah. you know, and then Kiefer yeah. Moore and the salaries on him. What are they paying? Are they paying twenty grand a week or something of his of his 30, salary? 30,000. 30, 30, 30, 30 of thirty of his wow. overall forty. Apparently, wow. I mean, yeah. that's that's a huge investment yeah. because Leeds are red hot right now. Yeah, you know, Leeds yeah. Leeds are flying. Southampton yeah. aren't too bad. I know they've they've had a, the they've three, had, a, they yeah. had one blip. Southampton, yeah. but. Yeah. Ipswich are not going to catch them. They're not going to get. They're nah. not. They're not going to get above them. So, yeah. Ipswich have really gambled financially. I don't see yeah. because it's going to be a Leeds or a Southampton in the playoff final that they're going to have to play, and I don't yeah, see. Them, I don't see them strong enough to beat them. They might. Good luck yeah. to them. But I don't see them. That means they've really hit the financial buffers this season, yeah. and they could be in the Premier. They could be in the Champion very easily, but remain in the Championship next season. Yep, and yep. it's the same for Hull City. Hull City have dropped off a bit, and we all know we spoke about that on the radio show. Didn't we said a couple of weeks. You know, they've got they're spending more than they're bringing in. I mean, they put yep. big big money into some of these players. So, and they, I don't see them getting getting through past the Leeds, Leicester, or Southampton at the moment. But to give no, you, a, you know, sorry, mate, go on. No, just just as just something you you touched on before there with uh, obviously Akpom went after you know hitting 30-plus goals, and you're saying about money to invest. My big worry with Sunderland is obviously, you know, as I alluded to in the headlines, it's looking increasingly likely that Jack Clark will be sold Jack in the Clark, summer. Yeah. Um, yeah. That money's got to be invested because there's a guy with, with four assists and 14 goals from the wing, and yeah. we'd be lost without... Where would we be without Jack Clark? It doesn't, doesn't bear thinking yeah. about um, yeah. That the That's big worry for me is whatever we got for it, whatever we get for him, has got to be invested wisely. Not just like going and getting you know another eighteen-year-old from France who might turn out to be great in four years' time. We need proven players to come in that squad to re to replace a proven, undoubted talent like Jack Clark. Yep, no, it's a very good point, and it's down to those. Guess what? Director of footballs again to yep. get those players. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah I mean it's oh, down to you, Kieran Scott, Dan Ashworth, Steakman. <laughs> I know, right? Well, he got a big one. Right? He wouldn't pay the money for Paul Mariner, a certain Paul Mariner from Plymouth. So um, there you go. But, I mean, mm. like I, I was listening to Bernie's show on Monday as well, Dave. You know how we were linked with that Langstaff, who's in yeah. League Two, playing for Notts County. Yeah. He's a re he's a red car lad, apparently. Um, local lad he scored 40 odd goals in League 2 I think it was and anyway the links through January was that Middlesbrough were interested in him because he's a local lad they bring him home mm. 40 goals in League 2 see what he's like 
Bernie revealed that he knows the lad. He knows, obviously, I'm not sure who it is, but he said there was no contact from Middlesbrough whatsoever for him. So I don't know where that rumour's come from, but to see Middlesbrough wouldn't even go after a local lad who scored 40 goals in League Two as a potential sort of backup as well. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So, yeah, it just, I don't know. Yep, it's, living live, there living about, live on a Monday, yeah. six o'clock for Borough fans on the good. Reds. It's very it's, good insight. Uh, it was yeah. the first one last week. Very it was good absolutely insight. cracking. I mean, the uh, yeah. the amount of interaction we had was brilliant, so don't miss it. 6 p.m. Yeah. Monday on the Red across Teesside. Yeah. Anyway, we've had a WhatsApp. Steve What's like, WhatsApp? Yeah. Um, and it's Jack in Leicester. He's a big Borough fan. And Jack in Leicester this weekend. Um, we know what Borough are like. We're probably going to win 2-0 or something daft. Dieng will probably get one. Uh, but whatever happens, I'm glad I haven't got far to go back to my local. So there you, you might yeah, get some ribbing, though, in your not local, mate. I'm telling you this weekend. Yeah. Enjoy the game this weekend, Jack, in your local background. Now it is time, 8.30 a.m. for your sports headlines. We'll be back after this with the return of the birthday boy. We might sing to uh, another round of your stadium scran. And the rest will get the lads' predictions going into this weekend. But time for your sports headlines. Together across the Northeast, three brand new radio stations by the fans, for the fans, on DAB Radio, online, and smart speakers. Right across, right across the Northeast, the red platoon and the cat. Wow, we've got Welcome a long back. one. We've got a long one. Ooh. A long one? Yes. Hang on. We have a long okay. one uh, from Daniil. Uh, it's a WhatsApp. Oh. Morning, morning Daniil. Good morning, Daniil. Happy Friday. Uh, Happy Friday. I see, I see greed has reared its ugly head again. Oh. Our oh, beloved cool. cup competition, okay. the FA Cup, will now be moved to TNT uh, yes, yes. from 25 to 26. By doing this, how are we going to inspire the next generation of talent? The reason I'm saying this is because not all families can afford pricey subscriptions. Also, I thought the FA Cup was one of those protected events, like the World Cup, an embarrassing own goal committed there. On a lighter note, well done on a great show. It keeps all things football real. Have a nice weekend. There you go. Daniel. Ah, thank you, Daniel. Thanks, Daniel. And, and yeah. nice of you to give him like a thespian kind of feel there as well, Dave. You well, I was, you know, I was throwing the voice a little there, Steve. I, I'm glad you noticed. <laughs> I mean, I've, I've met Daniel. He's, whenever you speak to him, he's like, wait, hey, man, you're not. Modern jet super computer. It's a happy Friday, like. He's a bag of tuna. We can all be apologise to the people of Newcastle. Yeah. I'm apologising for a smoggy. Good lad. I know. To the Geordies. What? Speaking of all things confusing. I just want to test something here. Steve, do you understand the line, Divin spill water on your bits? Yes, don't spill water on your boots. It does work then. It does work, yeah. Okay, brilliant. Thank you. Carry on. Do you know about, are you going to the ledge for an ami? No. What no. The okay. Is that Macam? Aye. I, I got the leisure for an ami. Are you going oh to the leisure centre for, yeah. for a for a ham, ham sandwich? sandwich? Uh, you're not far off, you know. Uh, it's, it's um obviously. No, it's I'm, in I, the was go, I was gonna go down a different <laughs> avenue there, dear. <laughs> oh, brilliant! You can get a ham yeah, shank. Give, me, market, give me rice scran thing any day. <laughs> Come on, let's get off this before it turns. 
Hey Siri, Speaking of confusion and snaps. <laughs> <laughs> Play the jingle. It's time for the next one, Davy Lad. Oh, no. Oh, you know we're going to take over the world with this one. Yes. Stadium's grand game. Rye on the mix. Break it down for me, bud. Flavor so bold, got us in a fix. From the snacks to the drinks, getting our kicks. In the heart of the game where the appetite tricks. It's Scran Game. Break it down now. No ham and eggs, Stevie boy. The high cholesterol. It's starting to groan me. Yes. <laughs> I'm starting to groan. Ready, I mean, I mean, just sort of fungus. But... Dazz on the buttons. Dazz on the buttons. Dazz on the buttons. Bud. Yeah. Ah, oh, I got it all in there. That is the best jingle at tea. I've had fun listening to that one. That is ham and eggs, by the way, and a, a reggae rap song from like 1970s. Absolute banger, that one. Oh, you are listening dear. to the Northeast Brekkie Show with the brand new jingle, the brand new game called Stadium Scram. Well, you need to tell me if the following food is either true and it can be found in a football stadium somewhere on this planet or false. I have made it up and it means I might not have made the food up but it hasn't it's not in a football stadium and i've got to point the out we're masters is. absolute masters of this <laughs> you are, we are yoda in disguise actually, we're not yeah. bad are we yeah, yeah. this is not we wonderful territory yeah this is easy yeah this is easy this one this one might get you the next food item smoked for 16 hours this brisket have you pecan whopper burger is by far the most expensive item in today's stadium scran game. One more time. This smoked for 16 hours brisket peppercorn whopper burger is by far the most expensive item in today's game. Wow. Is it true found at a football stadium or false Burger King? Can I ask you a question? something like that? Can no. I ask a question? Yeah, of course you can. Can I ask a question? Yeah. Uh, does it have to be football as in soccer stadium? Or it, it can this be, be found yes, in American football stadiums? Because this sounds yeah. very American. It has to be, it has to be soccer slash football stadium. Has okay. to be. Uh, that was my, my one thing. Because Scran is at football stadiums. It can't be NFL. It can't be AFL. can't be anything like that. can't be down at your local curling rink. It's got to be football slash soccer stadium. It's got to be listed as Strand. Okay. Is this found in a stadium somewhere on this world? Teddy Boy smoked for 16 hours. This brisket peppercorn Whopper burger is by far the most expensive item in today's game. Is it true it's at a football stadium or false somewhere else? Hmm. I mean, for one... It should be put it in front of me right now <laughs> yes, because that smells like I'm sitting here. I can smell it. Bad. It just one, sounds not amazing. Bad. Not bad for the last one, isn't it? I mean, smoked smoked meat. Sixteen hours smoked meat at a football game. I know. Does that mean it's just been there all since the last game? Um, I'm a complete guess, mate. I'm going to go through. Complete guess. Oh. I, I, it's, it's too tough to call this one. That's a lot of food prep for a football ground. That's a hell of a lot of food prep. It is, isn't it? You agree with Jack in Leicester. He said, I really thought that uh, you'd act this one at half-time like Martin Yol. <laughs> um, <laughs> but he thinks he thinks this one is true. Well, Jackie yeah, I'm, boy. I'm, I'm with Jack. Total guess. 
Righto, Davey lad, what do you reckon? True or false? I uh, my I've picked I've picked up the fact like the rest of the boys, you know, it's a lot of prep for for something that will be served at a footy match. However, it has certain Americanisms in it for me. It really has certain Americanisms and you could smoke these for 16 hours in a big industrial oven or whatever it is facility and then bring them to the game on match day. So it does sound like something I want to eat now and something I would expect to eat. It might not be a terrace one, though, Dave. It might not be a terrace one. This could be hospitality, you know. It could be, couldn't it? Could be, could be, could be, could yeah, be. Yeah, this could be high-end I'm going hospitality true. stuff. I'm going through. True? Mm. So just to confirm, Teddy went true. Davey yeah. Lad went true. Steve, what side of the coin are you on? I'm going to go true 16 well. hour. 16-hour brisket true, peppercorn true, whopper true. burger. All true dreams. from all three lads. Oh, lads. You got it right! Look at you go! Yes! Right. connoisseurs of footy stadium now. food. Where is this burger? Because I I'm, need I'm to going, try this. I'm going, I'm going. It's a lot closer than you thought. It's at Ewood Park. Blackburn Rovers wow. are sporting this 16-hour... Slow cooked brisket peppercorn whopper. Get this; it can be purchased at the uh, at the food store in there for thirteen fifty pounds. So thirteen point fifty pounds. Thirteen pound fifty for a burger. Thirteen pound fifty. That's the one. That's what I needed to say. I can't get my dollars in that. Thirteen pound fifty. In Blackburn. In Blackburn at Ewood Park. Thirteen pound fifty. Sixteen hour slow cooked brisket peppercorn whopper. Makes the stadium scrand the most expensive item today. £13.50. 16 hours. Who's getting into Ewood Park 16 hours before a match, by the way, just to smoke a brisket? Wow, that is some dedication that's there. That's a bit of a risk, isn't it? A bit of a financial risk. Or if they don't sell out, you'll bankrupt yourself. Yeah, I know, I know, right? Uh, Jeez. Wow. Next, you, next home game where it's available, Park, boys. Next home game where it's available, 24th yep. of February at home to Norwich yep. City. Let's make Done. it a date. Oh, for 16 hours. <laughs> 16 hours slow cooked. Doesn't sound too bad at it all. It sounds Stevie great. Man, I've got to admit, that's, that's one of the best. Yeah, no, not wrong. There is uh, there is one more to come on that uh, fantastic game that's sweeping the nation. Neither uh, <laughs> world. Uh, Daz will not Stevie be Lad, happy. Back. I know, I know I'm still in his tagline. Happy birthday to my boy, Thank Steve. You. Uh, Thank I you. Hope, uh, I hope you got something very good. Uh, we spoke about Borough and we had a bit of worries. I wanted to get your thoughts just before we moved on uh, on Middlesbrough heading to Leicester this city, Leicester City, sorry, this weekend. Leicester sitting in first. Borough obviously having some troubles at the moment. Can you see Borough getting anything from the Leicester City game this weekend? Hamad. Um, apart from that, no. <laughs> I will be. I genuinely cannot see Middlesbrough getting a, a, anything at Leicester. I, I, you know, I hate to say it, but this is this is a defeat, defeat, defeat for Barbara. Not good at all. Um, it's a damage limitation. Um, I, I don't know what Carrick's team talk's going to be. Um, you know, because. Leicester really will be looking to take advantage of Borough's dip in form, and it, it could be it could be a bad bad weekend for for Borough. This um, I know there was hope at the start of the week. People saying, well, you know, we could go down there and you know we could we could get something. You know, you, you're always hankering potentially for a draw, but I mean Leicester haven't got an exemplary record this season. You know, it's not as if they've knocked everybody you know knocked everybody out of sight. Um, the top 
but they're top for a reason. Um, they are the best team in the division at this moment in time. So you would imagine that this is going to be, uh, you know, damage limitation for Michael Carrick and the boys. But I, I genuinely can't see you getting anything down there. Um, you know, and, and that's that's going to be a big blow after, you know, after this week. Uh, because you are on the crest of a slump at the moment. And it, it really has been since the Carabao Cup exit. And, and you just... You know, the Derby game was probably the last time I, I think you you know we saw we saw what you could say was the real borough. Transfer window blows for you as well. Players leaving, never good, unsettles the dressing room, and and Carrick's just and Carrick really has to try and pick pick people up. Um, he's had to pick people up after the Carabao Cup exit. He's had to pick people up with the the departures. And the key factor is you can't score goals and goals win games, and you're conceding goals, and it's not it's not looking good at the moment, but. If there's a place to kickstart the Borough revival, this is the place. So if you can, you know, prove all the doubters wrong, including ourselves, um, and go and get something down at Leicester, a draw would be a brilliant result. Um, it gives you something to build on. So Carrick's got to earn his corn. He's got to prove his worth. He's got to show what kind of manager he is over the next couple of uh, games. Um, why not start this weekend? But um, I don't think he will. Uh, I, I'm with you guys. Um, you know, I, I'm I, I'm I'm surprised it's it's happened like this. But like I say, you, you've got to start. You've got to start finding a way to score goals, Middlesbrough. And if you can't, it's another season of championship for you guys. Mm, well, it's it's making me so excited for my watch along, which will be at two a.m. <laughs> my time, uh, and I cannot best. wait to get available here on the Reds. Uh, <laughs> Cannot wait to sit down and watch this game uh, unfold in front of me on Saturday night, my time. Lads, I want to talk quickly about Roy Hodgson. Obviously, Roy Hodgson, we heard uh, yesterday that uh, it's a bit of a weird saga, this one. So yesterday, Fabrizio Romano, again, that journalist that, or I, I guess super god on X, who seems to be have his finger in everything, tweeted out early in the morning that there has been internal uh, process ongoing at Crystal Palace to sack Roy Hodgson and they were going to proceed with Oliver Glasner as their new head coach or manager. Glasner has been confirmed by the board apparently his plan and has accepted the job to start a long-term project. We then saw news release of the morning training session that Roy Hodgson was taken ill and taken to hospital where he's now in a current stable condition recovering. So it's been a massive 24 hours here. First, we see and wake up to the news that he's getting the sack. On the day that apparently he's getting the sack, according to reports, by the way, this is not confirmed. This is all speculation from everyone that he was going to get the sack that day by Fabrizio Romano. Every news article, every paper ran with it that Roy was getting the sack. Then he falls ill and is taken to hospital in a stable condition where we wish him a speedy, speedy recovery. Teddy boy... A weird day for a Crystal Palace fan. Have you ever seen anything like this, where you, where the rumours are that morning that the, that a manager is getting the sack, uh, but then is taken to hospital ill? Yeah, it, it. I mean, from to an outsider, it kind of looks. Look, it was no shock that the, it was there was talk of uh, Roy being let go. Um, that's that's sort of been brewing maybe for a couple of weeks now, but obviously. If you're about to sack somebody and all of a sudden they take ill, and bear in mind, Roy is no spring chicken, he's 76. Yeah. You've kind of got to be very, very delicate in those situations. You can't, like, well, Roy's taken ill. Well, yeah, but we've still got to sack him. Um, it, it, you know, it's, it's kind of pick your moments, yeah. you know? <laughs> um, yeah. So, 
And Go back I, to the 1870s, be... mate, and they wouldn't give a damn, would they? Again, no, get him out. This, this get him out. This is too... Uh, yeah, that's very uh, true. I think it just has to be handled well, and... To, to Palace's credit, if they are going to let him go, then obviously there must be waiting there. I'm oh, sorry, I've just seen an absolute whopping spider just drop down in front of the window. Whoa! I'm going to be out of here. It's coming, for some, it's coming for some food. Uh, honest. <laughs> oh, mate, I wouldn't want anything in here. <laughs> um, <laughs> I I genuinely think, you know, whatever happens, at now, I genuinely hope Roy makes a, a, a speedy recovery because he's a yeah. he's an underrated manager in football. Roy, he's Hudson. a bit of a national he, he treasure, isn't more, he? He is. He is. Yeah, he is. He is. He's, he's, he's football granddad, isn't he? He's. And yeah, I would agree. You can kind of tell now he's just hitting that 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 age now where you kind of it's a little bit concerning to see him on the sidelines still because it is a massively stressful job. And I, I hope yeah. Palace don't sack him. I hope Roy kind of goes. Do you know what? I've 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 got to look after myself in in the the, the years that I've got left. I don't need this stress. I've had a great career. An international manager managing the likes of Inter Milan. Uh, he's he's been there and done it, and he's managed some great clubs. Had an excellent career, and I think it's just now time to to to, to bow out um, and, and enjoy you know his his retirement. I would say so. Yeah, I hope Palace do good by him, uh, but Roy's got to kind of look after himself now. Yeah, Steve, I agree. same I mean, question to you, obviously. It's, it's so sad to see that news break yesterday, and I've been watching his interviews over the course of the last few weeks. It's been, it's been hard to watch. You know, um, yeah. he's 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 not only having to talk about you know Crystal Palace losing again, and you know then injuries to key players, but also about fan unrest and and you know the fans protesting against the owner. It's um, it's something that he he could do without, um, you know, and, and not wanting to sound ageist, but at, at his age. Because you know he's 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 a he's a vastly respected manager, done so much in the game, um, but this particular position can't be any good for him. The stress that must be on him day after day after day, um, you know it, it's it's not good. What he should have done was do what he did, come in, keep him up when when things weren't going right um, last season, and then he should have said, look, I've done my bit. I can't. I can't do this day to day. Um, you know, I'll happily stay on upstairs as an advisor. But you know, it's it's time for me to hang up me me managerial core kind of thing. You know, but no, he's you know he's stuck it out, and that's because he loves Crystal Palace. He loves the club. He loves the fans. Um, he's tried to do his best, but um, you know, when it starts to affect your health, I think you know his family will be telling him it's time. You know, it's it's time to it's time to say goodbye, Roy. But um, I'm sure he'll go with the best wishes of the fans, and you know, let's hope that. Uh, you know, let's hope that it wasn't the news that potentially a new manager is incoming is 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 what set him over the edge. Dave, what do you reckon about this? Obviously, it's a say it's 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 sad for me um, because if it, you know it, it it could be that exactly what Steve said that the news was breaking. He was maybe made aware that he might have had a boardroom meeting that afternoon, and he's obviously taken ill. Um, what do you make of the whole situation? unfolding at Crystal Palace? Oh, it's really sad. Like I say, I describe him as a national treasure. National footballing treasure uh, is why. Um, whether it was, uh, I don't know. We, we, we don't yeah. know, but I, maybe no, I, just, I just think, I just think ill health has come along, whether it was sparked by news that he might be getting the bullet. I don't think so. Um, I just think it's, it's, it's complete coincidence um you know the guy's ill we wish him well we wish him a speedy recovery um football is a massively stressful game and he makes it i mean when you see roy 
you know, in the public glare. He makes it look fun, enjoyable. He's always got that smile on his face. Um, but I think inside, he suffers the stress just like anybody else. And I think that's probably what's mm-hmm. taken its toll. Yeah, no, I completely agree. And it is scary to think that uh, it all is going to end like that because I think he is a Crystal Palace uh, legend. Uh, the way he came back in, saved the club after the Vieira days. Um, he obviously in his second stint there as well. Um, he's a legacy. He's an England manager. He's, uh, you know, obviously Crystal Palace, one of their longest serving as well. And he did so very well to keep them up and, and keep them, you know, in shape. Obviously, it hasn't happened this season, but... Uh, Sad he did cause end, the I demise think. of Sunderland Football Club, though. Did you know that? No. How did he do that? He, he did. Um, he put Harry Kane on corners. And uh, you, you might think, what on earth has that got to do with Sunderland? Um, in the, I think it was the Euros. Yes, it was the Euros. Um, Harry Kane was taking corners. Uh, we got dumped out by Iceland. Um, Roy left his position as England manager. Then Sam Allardyce was was essentially poached from Sunderland, um, and that that kickstarted the whole thing. Yeah, but, yeah. Oh, but still, he wasn't exactly going to go back to Sunderland, was he? <laughs> yeah, we, we replaced Sam Allardyce with uh, with David Moyes, and, and yeah, the rest is history. Well, as it's to so do with Kearney not taking corners pr- there correctly. You go. Exactly. Wow. There you go. There you go. Good morning, gents. David. Hello, oh, here he is. Man I wanted to hear. Happy morning, birthday, Daddy Steve. Boy. Thank you, Daz. Much appreciated. And I must say, uh, Steve, uh, Steve's joke this morning about uh, not available in Iceland, uh, but try Heron Foods. That did make me spit out my coffee this morning. When I was- <laughs> <laughs> it went unnoticed because Ryan was talking over us, but thanks, Daz. Get away. I wasn't. <laughs> hey, great qu- quiz, Ryan. gave him a break. Yeah, thank yeah. you. Right, Daz? Yeah, sweeping the, the world, s- Sweeping the floor. Uh, but... Uh, <laughs> Well, Daz, I was actually waiting for you uh, to sit, come down and sit down and join us, mate, because we got one more. Davey, load it up. Daz is in the studio oh, now. One more, to. baby, before the oh, weekend. You know we're going to take over the world with this Listen, one. Listen, Daz, Stadium's grand game. Right on the mix. Breaking the down for me, bud. Flavour so bold, got us in a fix From the snacks to the drinks, getting our kicks In the heart of the game, where the appetite tricks It's grand game Break it down now What's all this break it down now? I'm I'm gangster with it Shabba Yes Radio Dad Yes Radio Dad Yeah Just shout random names On the buttons (laughs) Michael Fassbender. <laughs> Jimmy. <laughs> <laughs> Jimmy Coppers. Leroy Linger. You have to guess Ross true or false whether this, <laughs> this football food, uh, this food, I apologise, can be found in a football stadium around the world or if I have made it up. The lads have been three from three. This will be well. over the line. Can they get four from four this morning? Daz, you are involved much with Excellent. this. You need to listen to this food okay. and tell me true or false. Is it in a stadium or is it not? <clears throat> Sliced raw red onion served with a slight minuscule spread of ketchup served on a slice of white bread. Yes, that is it. Sliced raw red onion served with a slight spread of ketchup 
served on one slice of white bread. And yes, that is all it is. Is that true, found in a football stadium, or false at Rise House on a Friday night because he's broke? <laughs> now, Teddy Mackens, I've started with you all night, but I'm going to go to our special uh, our special lad, Daz, in the studio. Very I special, want you to yeah. kick things off Needs here. A lot. Um. True or false um, well, for the it- red onion? Uh, it sounds sort of almost vegan-y type, doesn't it? You know, it might be a vegan option somewhere. Um, Could be a canopy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Forest yeah. Green, a massive uh, on vegan food. They are. That is a very good point. Um, ketchup, onions and bread. It's so ridiculous. It could be true. Ooh. It's going true. Mm. It's going true. Okay, okay. Watch me come in and mess uh, this game up for you lot. We're 100%. 100% farm. Teddy Mackums is the sliced raw, raw by the way, red onion served on a slight spread of ketchup on one singular slice of white bread. Is it scran at a football stadium or is it not? There'd be hell on at a football ground if you stood there. <laughs> yeah, that is true. Imagine turning up. Oh, hang on! We've, we've run out of music. I am thinking, right? When, when you first said it, I'm thinking, and, and I was I was with Daz on this. It sounds very vegan, um, and I'm and I'm thinking Forest Green Rovers are massive into vegan food, but not even they surely would just serve raw onions. I mean, that's the stink. Raw onions, <laughs> ketchup, but nah, nah. I'm not having it. I'm not having it. No. False. No, he's going false. Oh, he's going false. We have okay. a disagreement in the camp. We got one true, one false. Uh, Stevie, the birthday boy. False. Is it true or false? Purely <laughs> 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 because you wouldn't eat that rubbish. Excellent explanation. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Detailed, detailed. <laughs> Uh, forensic mm. look at the uh, the options there, <laughs> and news. <laughs> Radio Dad, finally with you. Is it true or false? Do you know what? Is this- if this was true, my man, my wife would go to more football matches. She really would. She she loves that sort of thing. She makes. I mean, she eats raw onion at home for fun. Um, so she would love it. But there's no way you can... Ser- unless it's some sort of canopy in the Prawn Sandwich Brigade boxes, uh, which it wouldn't be, because they wouldn't serve it. Uh, it's absolutely false, mate. 100%. Well, lads, to break, bring it home, it's true! What? No! <laughs> no! Boom! It is true in what It'll is be called served in Australia. fatty bread... For zero, it's it's literally one pound. For one pound at Budapest FC in Hungary, you can oh get this God. fatty yeah, bread. to be hungry. Which is red <laughs> onions. Hungry. Red <laughs> onions, a sliver of ketchup, and your choice of paprika or not on a singular slice of bread. Oh, it dear, is true. Okay. At Budapest <laughs> FC in Hungary, fatty bread costing you one pound. <laughs> A quid there for a go, slice lads. of raw onion hey. on a piece of bread. Robbed. Yeah, that's Robbed. all it is. Literally, so, I'll somebody who's put t- tomato sauce I'll in there, in the their gob and they tongue your piece of yep. onion. Yep. You can get it with paprika <laughs> or not, just to oh, spice no. things up as well, which is wild. Oh, but it's actually no. incredible here. At, at Budapest FC, they call it fatty bread. 
Red onions, a little bit of ketchup. Uh, or you won't get fat eating that. <laughs> and and uh, your choice oh, of paprika for those or not on, on a singular slice of bread. Yes. <laughs> it's a Hungarian delicacy known as fatty bread. There you go, lads. Very that good. is wow. the conclusion right. of Stadium Scran. I'm not sure it'll be back oh, next week, but hey, what I loved pity. it. <laughs> Dear doctor. And that's the show. It is. We're done. We're done. It is. Northeast Brecky Show. Done on to the football this weekend, back on Monday. But we're over to Daz. Good luck to the three Northeast teams before this we go, weekend. Before we go, yes. before we go, just want to say a thank you to, to everyone who made this week just absolutely brilliant to be back in the UK. Oh, you're welcome, mate. Cracking oh, to welcome. be in the studio with, with Daz and Dave as well, and yeah. obviously meet up with Steve for a pint as well. It's Good been crack. absolutely class. I've thoroughly enjoyed it, lads, so thank you. And Sit thank you to Caroline back. for me hug. As well. Oh, Caroline from Jim. She hugged him. She's a hugger as our Caroline. Absolutely. I see me. I see me. I'm very huggy. Yeah. <laughs> huggy bear. But thank you, lads. All right, boys. You're very welcome. Have no, a good you're weekend. Welcome, mate. You're welcome. Have a good one. And don't forget, it's the Have gardening show. It's the crazy gardening show on Monday morning because I'm fearing oh, the worst. God. Bye. Oh, God. Bye. 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 All the best. From Yarm yes. to Yibby, Harrington to Horsley Hill, Swarwell to Silverlink. The Northeast Footy Breakfast with Roy, Steve, and Ted. Right across the Northeast, the red, the tune, and the